This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Yes, Kim met this guy, Josh, at a Bengals game. He's actually while they were tailgating at Longworth Hall. This guy had the, the face paint, the, the whole get up with his buddies. And uh, they exchanged phone numbers, made a date, went to a UC basketball game. And Jen, I'm going to let you pick it up from here. After the game, they went and grabbed a few more beers because they had a quite a few beers during the game and then a quite a few beers after the game. And then they ended up back at his place. Were there any more beers at his place? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there is a strong potential here that there might have been a blackout moment or two. She right. does know that uh, she stayed the entire night, correct? Yeah. Okay. And at any point, did you discover that clothes were missing? (laughs) Maybe. Okay. My theory is anytime you're talking about lost time and missing clothes, definite alien abduction. (laughs) (laughs) Was it weird the next day, though? Like, was it awkward when you parted ways or was it kind of cash? It was a little cash, but I mean, sort of like the next morning, I was just like, hey, I should probably get home and, you know, just kind of left. Yeah, get out of there. He seemed cool or was it weird? He seemed okay. All right, let's call him then. See what Josh thought of Kim. Hello. Hi, is this Josh? Yeah, it's Tim. Hey, Josh, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you doing this morning? Is this a second date update? Yeah, it is. We can't get anything <laughs> past anybody. They already know. I right know. I know. It is a second date update. Are you down? Are you calling about Kim? We are calling about Kim. She's on the line, right? And she is on the line, correct. And I'm guessing she wants to know what she did. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have okay. to do the work anymore. I know. I know. This, this used to be so much more of a challenge. Yeah. Well, she got pretty sloppy drunk, and she peed in my bed. <laughs> oh, Another one of these? <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys yeah, did yeah. go hard the night before. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, after the game, we went back to my place, um, made a couple more beers, and uh, after St. Clair, we had a couple more beers. And she went to my room real quick, and I got stuck talking to my roommate, and I followed her into the room. She was on the floor, and, you know, she kind of called me over. We were still having fun. I, I didn't know why she was on the floor. I just thought she was kind of into that. And so um, we had a pretty good time. Um, I slept on the floor. I woke up. My neck hurt like hell, but okay. So then we said goodbye, and then I went back to my room, and I pulled the covers back, and there's just... Oh. Wow. <laughs> and you you don't have a dog or a cat that might have done that? No, no pets. I guess she must have like fallen asleep on the bed while I was out talking to my roommate, peed, figured out what she did, then covered it up and got on the floor. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I had to throw the mattress away. Oh. You threw the mattress out? If it's if you don't have a wa- one of the a waterproof, oh yeah, if you don't have like it a... soaks right through sometimes down to the box spring wow. depending on how yeah. much it got in there. Yeah, mm. I will not make that mistake again. Kim, are you still on the line with us? 
Kim. Kim, are you there? If you'd like to make a call. She's gone. She is gone. I probably would have hung up, too. Oh, Embarrassed. Man. <laughs> she really liked him. I feel bad. It sucks when you really like a guy and you pee on their stuff. (laughs) Or if, yeah, it's very true. Speaking from experience over here, (laughs) what was that just now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well. Uh, Josh, man, listen, I'm I'm sorry that that happened. And um, we appreciate you taking the call and explaining, you know, what went down. So now everybody knows. But uh, certainly not the outcome, I guess, Kim was looking for. But probably not. Yeah, Kim, I'm sorry, Kim. That just sucks. I hate it when you're having a good time. You, You cross that line of just one or two or five too many drinks. And then you do something that you really, really wish you wouldn't have done. Mm. Really I want to defend Kim a little bit here because I do want to say just because you're a drunk bedwetter does not mean that you are not a good person at heart. Of How course. Many, she hit it. She hit it. Well, she was embarrassed. How many beds have you wet, Fritchie? It's not me, but I dated a bedwetter. <laughs> and it was what I, Oh, yeah. And I have friends. It happens this, a lot. Yes. I have friends that this is an issue for them. Like one of them opened the closet door and peed in some <laughs> chick's closet one time. They thought it was... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And the thing about it is is that they don't even remember it happening. So maybe Kim doesn't remember happening. I don't know. But it, it does happen. It wasn't enough to send you running. No, no. You know, I like to hang in for the long haul. The things that she does for the men that she cares about. I'm telling you, you hang in there. It'd be really something. Heart of gold over here. Wow. All right. Well, listen, Josh, man, we're going to send you to dinner. (laughs) It's the least we could do. Yeah, it is the least we could do after that. Our thanks to Kim for calling us. I'm I'm sorry we didn't have a chance to say goodbye to her, but we understand why she wanted to bail for obvious reasons. Josh, thanks again for taking the call. And if we can ever help you out in the future, don't hesitate to give us a call. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, buddy. Hang on. Take it easy, bud. Poor thing. Yeah. Darn it. 513-749-2320. If you've been out on a date, haven't heard back, and you want us to place a second date update call for you, you can also reach us by email, Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Coming up, the top 10 reasons for not working out. Also, how many 25-year-old virgins are there today? And if you feed stray cats, your neighbors may try to kill you. Wait till you hear this story. It's news that didn't make the news. I got the top 10 reasons for not working out coming up. I bet. You know what? I bet between the four of us, we can come up with an additional 10. Oh, sure we could. (laughs) And how many 25-year-old virgins are there? It is Tuesday, April 5th. Of 2016, we're Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on 
Cincinnati's Q102. Here we go. Let's get right to the top story. If you've ever had that moment where you swore you were going to hit the gym or go for a run, but it would take an act of God to get you off of that couch. I do like my couch. Yeah, literally everyone can relate. A new survey found the 10 most common reasons people give for not exercising. Check them out. Number one, no time. I don't have time. I'm a very busy person. Lots to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the toughest part is like working out in the middle of the day because you shower when you get up in the morning and you get all ready. Right. And then in the middle of the day, you go work out. And then if you've got something after that, then it's, you know, you got to go through the whole process get of getting ready, ready, again. ready again. Yep. What I do find, though, when I work out is that I shower when I get home and then I'm nice and clean for when I go to bed that night. And then I just, you know, wake up the next morning, just wet my but hair, throw dude. some clothes on and go. It's different. It's a dude. I mean, you don't do, you don't have to do your hair and makeup and all the moisturizing and all that that's crap true. that goes into the process. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. And that's a lot of product to be using that much product. That is, you know what? It's expensive. Two or three times a day. Yes. That is a lot. People Way always too. say to me, you know, you work in radio and you're up so early in the morning. How do you do that? I'm like. I'll tell you what, I have women in my building that are up way earlier than me that are going to the gym, working out for an hour, coming home, showering, doing the whole makeup thing. I mean, aren't they amazing? They are off and running. How they do it. Don't you like to think that would be your life, though, if you weren't on the air? Like you would get up. (laughs) You would get up early, go to the gym, and then go home and get dressed for your job. That's my problem. You know that about the motivation. Don't have any. Well, and motivation is number two. <laughs> no motivation. Uh, number three, too tired. Number four, bad weather. Number five, don't like exercising. Also that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Check. Two so and far, five yeah. are a mean combo. So far, I'm good. Yeah. Five for five on these. Uh, number six, no money. Number seven, the gym is too busy. Number eight, no one to work out with. And it does make it fun when you're with somebody that you can laugh and joke with while you're doing it. Yeah, see, that for me is the worst because then I just want to laugh and joke and I don't want to do anything else. But it's expensive, too. If you pay for, like, a really good trainer, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of money. Uh, The gym is too intimidating. I had a bad day at work. See, if I had a bad day at work, that would almost be reason for me to go. Like, I need to work out some aggression. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd rather eat. Get my heart rate back down. (laughs) The survey also found some of the more ridiculous excuses people have used to avoid working out. Our four favorites were a fortune teller warned me not to exercise this month. Oh, I like it. (laughs) When did you start believing in fortune tellers all of a sudden? Yes, my my psychic says it's not a good idea. When did you get a psychic? (laughs) Uh, Number number two, I didn't want to have to do laundry. Number three. That's another thing. You have a lot more laundry. A lot more Because you're changing laundry. your clothes three times a day. Right. Number three, I had one cookie, so I figured I should finish the pack. <laughs> and number four, my wife didn't want me getting any hotter before our vacation. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Those are good ones, too. So there are the good ones. Yeah, I'm at a point in my life where... Despite the fact that I share a lot of those reasons, you know, mm-hmm. the lack of the motivation and and uh, that exercise isn't fun for me like mm-hmm. it is for some people. Mm-hmm. I am at a point where I feel like I need phys- like my body is telling me I can feel my oh, body yeah. telling me that I need physical activity. I need physical flexibility in right. order to keep 
functioning. <laughs> to be able to walk from the couch to the refrigerator. To be able to get in and out of a car without throwing my back out. <laughs> what do you do with that? You do feel better. It's and so that's true. the thing that's crazy about exercise. You do feel better. It's and like, I'll tell ah. you what. there We were talking about runner's high the other day. Mm-hmm. When I do get my butt on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. There is such a thing as workout memory or muscle memory, and mm-hmm. that feeling of physical euphoria about 20 minutes to 45 minutes later mm-hmm. is pretty incredible. You just have to go through that. Right. That hell to get there. I know. It, that, that is the biggest challenge is just getting to wherever you're going, whether it's yep. stepping outside your front door to go for a walk or it's yes. getting to the gym. That's why my plan is to get a treadmill for the garage. That's the plan. But see, and that's, I can't wait this to see thing. this set up. And I'm going to get one of those treadmills uh, that's got the little TV screen, you know, the wireless blue, what do you, what do you call it? Wireless, the Wi-Fi screen uh-huh. so I can watch my Netflix on it. That might work for you. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know. We Maybe. bought one in October, and I bet we've probably used it 10 times. You bought it in October? Yep. Yeah, that's 10 mm-hmm. times that's more than thing. I That's It's just like getting, and it's right there. I see it every day. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is it's right there. So you're like, Do you have a yeah, TV you know. or something near it. I put my iPad on there and then I watch Netflix. I watch Mad Men. That's why I'm only on like episode four of Mad Men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like me with House of Cards. That's funny. Because I promised myself I would only watch Mad Men if I was working out. <laughs> and now I'm only four episodes. I love it. All right, we got to take a break. Coming up, how many 25-year-old virgins are there today? And if you feed stray cats, your neighbors may try to kill you. Plus. We got five ways to get out of a ticket, and this is according to actual police officers. Wait till you hear this. Coming up, straight ahead, Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen, 751. Freeze warning in effect until 10 o'clock, and then sunshine this afternoon. We'll see a high around 49. Right now it's 34 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. If you're just joining us, oh, you missed a good one. Yeah, this was... uh, Five ways to get out of a ticket, according to actual cops. Kiss up to the cop before he goes to his car to run your info. Mm -hmm. Don't give one-word answers, but don't ramble either. Mm -hmm. Mention casually if there happens to be a cop in your family, because I guess sometimes it works. Mm -hmm. Or if you were in the military, that might work too. But that came from Thrill List. And so we asked the question, how did you get out of a ticket? Megan. For my job. Um, I handed him my driver's license, and I'm a registered nurse, and he saw I had a scrub shirt on in my picture. And he asked my name, said, why are you going so fast? I just said, I'm on the way to work, running late. Sorry, I was speeding. He looked at my picture. He said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a registered nurse. He handed me my license back, said, have a good day, and slow down. Oh, nice. oh that's that was nice. nice. So that the trick nice. is, if you're going to speed, wear scrubs. <laughs> and my license is due to be renewed this May, and I'm like, i got to make sure I wear a scrub shirt this year, too. That's smart. And your that's driver's smart. license picture, that yes. is a great idea. I like it. Yep. I yeah, like word, it. word to the wise, wear a scrub shirt. There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Thanks, guys. Love you. Have a good day. Love you, you too. too. Kathy, how'd you get out of a ticket? It wasn't me. It was my mom. She worked for the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department, and she always kept her sheriff ID badge right next to her driver's license. Oh, good. Smart. So whenever she got stopped, he got to see it, and they always let her go. Nice. So she drives like a maniac on purpose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. (laughs) I can't tell you how many times they see, like, the girlfriends of Mm -hmm. cops driving like maniacs because they got that 
what is it? The, the, the police uh, badge on yeah, the back of their car. On the back of their mm-hmm. license plate that their boyfriend gave them. The yeah. FOP. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Let's go to uh, Lost Julie. Where do you want me to go next, Fritchie? Nowhere. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Listen, I, I, I got to go into the next thing anyway, so don't sweat it. It's fine. Yeah, we got a freeze warning in effect till 10 o'clock. Yeah, I got to do Jeff and Jen's jury anyway. Don't worry jury, about baby. it. jury, baby. Yeah. Sunshine this afternoon, high of 49. Right now, it's 34 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. And in the Jeff and Jen courtroom today is Aaron. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Jury. Aaron, how are you? Hey, guys. Hey. How are you? Love your show. Doing Great. Well. Thank you. We're, we're enjoying these Jeff and Jen juries. I think we're kind of getting the hang of this. Do you mm-hmm. have something to present to the jury? Yeah, I do. I have this couple that, uh, that are friends of mine. I'm friends with both of them. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I'm just, I feel like I'm like caught in like a really wonky position right now because they're splitting up. They're getting a divorce. They just, you know, couldn't make it work. Uh oh. Did one cheat on the other? No, 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 no. I know for a fact that she just got a really big fat lottery ticket. She got a big fat what? A big lottery ticket. A big, she got like $250,000 on a lottery ticket, like a scratch off. Oh, wow. Like the day before the divorce was final. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a lucky girl. You know, and she's got a pretty good job, but he's a teacher. He's not making a lot. And right now he's staying in a hotel, and mm. she's doing well in her career, and he could really use some help. And I am. I'm friends with both, but I'm like, ah, do I tell? Do I, like, you know, like. Tell him that she's come into all this money because if she won it while they were still married, then he's entitled to it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then she's going to be pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would be too. And you, you would you say you share all that right uh, before the divorce. Oh, and and you would say you're equally friends with both of them, or you feel more loyalty toward one over the other. I met them as a couple, and uh-huh. my husband and I. It's like we've spent a lot of time together, and I knew that they were having problems. Right. And I know I'm not supposed to choose sides and stuff, but I feel really bad for him. Now, how did you find out that she had won this ticket? Are you the only one that knows, or do a lot of people know? We were having brunch the other morning, and she did the scratcher, and I was right there. Oh, That's wow. one of the things that we do. And it was her birthday, so I gave her like a scratcher ticket. Oh. And she won $250,000, and then it's like, uh, that's awkward. Hey, I think you're entitled to a gifting commission. <laughs> I know. If you gave her the ticket, yeah. why aren't you fighting for some of it? <laughs> I, I think you should be getting some of that money. She did pick up the tab. Oh, <laughs> oh. well, that's well, I, nice. I would hope so. Yeah. So and, let me get this straight. If I understand this, you're telling me she won the scratch off, did you say the day before they got divorced? Yeah. Holy mackerel. And you're sure that she has no plans on telling him herself? She doesn't want to tell him. God. Okay. (laughs) And so now I'm in this, like, whack position where it's like if I say anything, I'm going to piss her off. And if I don't say anything. I know. I'm thinking about, like, what I I do in a situation like this. You might not ever know. And, and, like, my integrity is important. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just, I'm trying to, I, I, like, well, I don't know. What do I do? What do I do? I typically try to play ignorant in situations like this and act like I knew nothing. <laughs> Jeff is so good at playing ignorant. All right. <laughs> uh, that's a compliment. <laughs> You're hysterical. But does the guy really uh, need the money? I mean, after taxes and all that stuff, yeah, what really is half? He's staying in a hotel right now. 
because she's in the house. And he's being a really nice, very classy guy about the whole thing, you know? And he's my husband's best friend. It would help me if he was a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, It would be so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. This would be so cut and dry, you know, if he was a jerk or if there was infidelity, if he had cheated on her. But I mean, have have you told your husband about it? Oh, good one. I am not. I haven't told my about it yet but i feel like i should it's like i don't want to be lying to like everybody yeah, yeah well, I, lies and omissions suck if she yeah. tells they the husband suck. the husband's gonna tell him so. mm-hmm. and that might get you kind of off the hook that you would just talk? be an accomplice as opposed to yeah but if it I'm comes out mad at my friend i'm kind of mad at my friend for like making me feel like this now all right, so what position. what big question? Like, what is the big dilemma? Is it, do you tell your husband? Do you tell her husband? I would simplify it with this. I would say, does she tell anybody? Or just keep, keep her mouth secret. shut? Ooh. And just stay out of it. I, you know, you could go to her and say, hey... I won't tell anybody if you give me half. <laughs> Briber. And then, yeah, and then you can take half of your half and give it to the husband, and then everybody wins. Yeah, but if it comes out later in life <laughs> that Aaron knew all along, you are a bad person, Aaron, All right, not we'll go, let's go with Let's go with Jeff's question. And then if uh. the jury says, yes, you have to tell somebody, then we're going to have to have a clarifying question as to who she needs to tell. All right, but we got to move through these quickly because right. we're up against the clock here. So let's do this. 513-749-2320. Does she tell anybody or keep this to herself and just stay out of it? Okay. Because you know this is a hornet's nest no matter how you mm-hmm. cut it. 513-749-2320. All right, Aaron's in a weird position because she's friends with this couple that just got divorced. But the day before the divorce was final, she bought her friend... Aaron bought her friend a lottery ticket that she mm-hmm. ended up winning $250,000 on. Yeah, and I mean, as her friend, I mean, if it were me, I'd be, like, hoping she'd cut me a little percentage <laughs> out of that. But that's, right? not, but that's not what Aaron's worried about. She's no. like, it was the day before her friend's divorce was final. And so she's like, her husband, isn't he entitled to half of the winnings? And so she she feels... Like, he should know, but her friend has absolutely no intention of telling him about this. And the thing is, the guy, you know, he he's not exactly rolling in the dough. He's living in a hotel. He's a teacher, so he doesn't make that much money. So she's feeling for him and, and thinks that maybe someone should let him know so he can get what is... Mm. Yeah. rightfully his. She's tight with it. It's tough when you're in that position where you care about both of these people mm-hmm. and you feel like one is wrong and the other. So She said he was a nice guy. Yeah. That's yeah. hard. All right. So we go to Jeff and Jen's jury. All right. Susan is juror number one. Does she tell him or not? Um, I wouldn't tell him because, first of all, it's a gift. It was a gift from her friend. You wouldn't have to declare that in a divorce. Uh, okay, maybe. Oh, you might be onto something there. Are you like a lawyer I'm person? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. okay. All right, we'll put you down for a no. Thanks, cool. Susan. Uh, let's see. Ashley. Hi. Does she tell him or not? I would definitely share it with my husband, but if it's a gift, I don't see she didn't spend their money on it before yeah. the divorce. It was a gift to her. So The ticket was, though. You know, not the winnings. I mean, the winnings, she, she, that's, that's earned income isn't it or acquired income while you're still married yeah because i mean if the gift if it's a gift yeah but if it's a gift say her parents give her two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, i mean that would have to 
I don't know. Go into that. I don't know. I, w- I definitely wouldn't keep anything from my husband, but I, I think that it's a gift, and if she's that worried about it, maybe she should have handed it back over to the person that gave her the gift okay. for a couple of days. And maybe uh, they could have split it. I don't All right. Know. All right. Thank- I'll put you down for a no. Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Bye. Jennifer, did she tell him or not? Well, I'm actually a divorce attorney, and because the friend gifted her the lottery ticket, it's not he's not entitled to it. It's a gift. Even though she won the $250,000 on the day before their divorce was final, she is not required to share that with him? Nope, she's not, because the lottery ticket, as long as the lottery ticket was gifted to her, it was gifted directly to her, and he's not entitled to it, unfortunately. Okay, Jennifer, thank you for clarifying the legal aspect of this. We appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Have a great day, guys. You You too. too. Teresa. Teresa, you there. Amy. Um, I just wanted to clarify something. Did she say that she gave that ticket to her? Yes. Don't tell. Don't, Don't tell. tell. Okay, thanks very much, Amy. Jennifer. No. Okay. Do not tell him. Stay out of it. Thanks, Jennifer. Okay. Chris. I would not tell him. You would not? Okay. <laughs> no, the reason why is because I think two reasons. One, it was a gift yeah. from her to the wife. And the second reason is that the reason why you get half of somebody's money in a divorce is because you've supported them and all that. At this point, they're already divorced, not living together. And he in no way contributed to her, you know, supporting her getting that money. So I I just don't see any reason why he would be entitled to half of that money. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, Chris. Yep. Lori there. Yes, I am. You get the final say. She tell him or not. Yes, she should. She should. Okay. You're the first one so far this morning. (laughs) I think morally she should. I mean, or I would get them all together and be like, look, this is what's going on. I don't appreciate you putting me in the position that you did. You need to right the wrong. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. Oh, am I short one? We need one more. Hey, Julie, you there? Julie. I'm here. Tell them or not. Well, I can relate on a couple levels. Number one, I'm a teacher. Number two, I just uh, got a divorce from someone who lied to me for over a year. Mm-hmm. So if I were her, I would encourage her friend to do the right thing because it's going to come out in the end and it's going to hurt people a lot more later. All right, so that makes it 6-2 to two so far. We could tie this up with our four votes. I say, even though she's not required to legally tell him, She's not legally required to tell him. I would tell just because it's the nice thing to do. Yeah. She clearly, if she's making more money than he is, mm-hmm. there was no infidelity in the split. Yeah. If he's a nice guy and he's a, living on a teacher's salary and he's already paying out the nose to stay in a hotel, I mean, why really? not just tell him? Right. Or do the throw, right thing. Or throw him a three thousand dollars or something. <laughs> throw him some kind of bone. Yeah. I think you gotta. The guilt would kill me. But yeah. but I will say this. I will qualify it with this. If you decide not to tell him. Don't ever tell him. Well, Keep your mouth shut. You play dumb. You act like you never knew. Right. See, here's the thing. I would probably... Oh, this is rotten. I don't know if they're... Um, ha, mm, <laughs> <laughs> Just say it, Jen. I know Come you on, want Jen. to. Don't be so sweet. No no take no. the legal you know, out of it. All right. Take the, le- take the legal out of it, which what is really, really hard to do. Because my instinct would be like, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't you dare tell him, it's your money. <laughs> no projecting here. No projecting. Don't you tell him. No, it's your money. Um, I would let the friends leak it out, and then uh, I would tell the oh. friends they don't have to keep the secret. Jesus. And if he then came to me about it, <laughs> oh, I would for goodness sake. Well, I never thought about wow. you know, again, and, uh, because it's legally. Oh, that you can't is have so it. you. I know it is. But then if there are kids involved, <laughs> 
<laughs> if there are kids involved, I would tell him I'm putting the money in a trust. Or All right. I'm, yeah, the money's for the kids. Tim. All right. <laughs> Here's here's what I was thinking. I don't even know if she was a yes or I'm no. I'm putting her down as a yes. Say no. Here's what I was thinking. She bought the lotto ticket, right? You don't have to cash it in until after that paperwork's signed. So you're yeah. Yeah, you got a good point you know? on that. So if it's a scratcher and you won the 2500 or the 250 on yeah, that Yeah, you don't scratcher. know when I scratched yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to go turn that in. I got 30 days to go collect that or whatever. Yeah. All right, so, so you say no. I say no, but and then when the, the lawyer called and said, you know, you don't have to. So that I, say, I said yes, Tim's a no. I think the guilt will kill you in the end. Okay. <laughs> you're going to get caught. <laughs> guilt is hard. Yes. All right, so seven don't, five do tell. Don't win. You still there, Aaron? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. You you are best off keeping your mouth closed. Mm. That's the verdict. It's hard. Jury has spoken. I don't like it. Hey, just play dumb. It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) For some people it is. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I think that's rotten. You didn't know anything. And if it ever comes out that you knew, deny till you die, girl. Yeah, or lie and say, oh, I thought she was giving him half. Oh, I didn't know about that. No, you know, I didn't even think about that when she won. Oh, wow. I didn't even, I mean, the thought never even crossed my mind that they were still married and he would be entitled to half. Look, ultimately, you got to do what you think is right. You know, I think you should tell him. Yeah, I think he should know and then leave it up to him whether or not he wants to, to go after the money. My thing is this. I would tell her. Look, this is rotten. What you're doing, you got to tell him. Yep. You think that this is you? You don't think he's going to find out about this? I mean, look, it's not going to come from me, but I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. You know, one way or another, he's going to find out about. Well, it. Well, yeah, when she starts buying a new car, or maybe mm-hmm. you know, pays off a credit card, mm-hmm. or you know, he's going to notice some new things. And where's that money coming from? That's just my two cents. And it's not fair of her to put me in this position. So no. yeah, I think. I think I am. I'm going to go and talk to her and say, look, I love both of you. Right. But, I, you know, this is a sin by omission if I don't say anything. Right. There you go. Sounds like a plan. And if she, if she decides to stop being my friend for that reason, then maybe I need to reexamine that friendship. Mm-hmm. Send up a big old prayer for us that it goes well, because I don't want to lose either friend. No, we you will. You got it. We Fingers will. crossed for you. Let us know what happens. All right, Aaron. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, I appreciate you your help. All right, take care. This is stressful, <laughs> sitting on a jury. <laughs> I know. But it's it, it's nice to know that, I mean, legally, now that we know. Yeah. Legally, she, she doesn't, she doesn't have, to. have to. Now it's just an issue of. Right. I need to take not. a breather. I do feel stressed I know. a little <laughs> This is what money does. I'm this is money. I'm all about this. Just I know. I can it, tell. put it in the bank. See you later. <laughs> She's Man. ending her life with him, right? Can I tell yeah. you how much I loved jury duty until I actually had to sit on one. Because <laughs> it's one thing, when you get called and you're sitting in a pool, you're doing nothing. You know, you're, you got your laptop, you're right. on the free Wi-Fi, you're mm-hmm. getting snacks, you're talking to people, you're watching, you know. TV, you're just sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a dream day for you in some ways. You're watching the real. Right. Having a great time. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then you get called. Now all of a sudden you got to pay attention. Someone's life is at stake. Now here. you have to listen. Oh yeah. And then you got to decide. And you got to go through the evidence. And you just oh, it's hard. I'm sure. And you're sitting there looking at the at the perpetrator. 
And uh, and you feel this weight of responsibility. Yeah. You want to make the right call based on the evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, that, that happened over the summer, didn't it? I mean, you served on how many different juries? I got, I was in a pool for a grand jury. I got kicked. And then right after that, Hamilton County summoned me. And then Judge Norbert Nadel. Norbert. Had me up there and. I thought I was going to get kicked because I'm a so-called member of the media, and it involved uh, it was an aggravated aggravated robbery which involved a weapon. Mm-hmm. And the attorneys were asking me what I thought about gun control, and I said, "Well, I, you know, I am a gun owner, mm-hmm. and I, you know, believe in the right to carry and protect oneself." And I thought for sure that would get you booted. that would get me booted, <laughs> and it did not. We have no objection, Your Honor. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? Is the grand jury three months long? Like, how long do you serve on those? Or, like, I mean, you didn't get called for that, but you still had to. Remember, I remember you had to like call in all the time. Yeah, the grand jury. I forget what kind of time commitment that would have it's been. A long but... time. But what I what I loved is that he goes to the bathroom, and when he comes out, oh they... yeah. <laughs> so well, all right, so we all go in, so we all get picked. Now we had we now have our twelve. And then there are the alternates. We go in a room, and I know a couple of the people that I'm serving on this jury with. So we're about to sit down and decide who the foreman is going to be. Like, all right, well, everybody get something to eat. Take your seats. i got to use the restroom. I'll be right back. I come out not a minute later. They picked you? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you go to the bathroom. Right. I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> it was like 12 angry men. <laughs> Do you imagine putting Jeff in charge? Oh, God, love you. Oh, they just didn't want to do it. I know. Did You t- You took the job very seriously. I though. did. Yeah. Well, sure. You, know, you feel that responsibility. Sure. And there were some very intelligent people that you know took it very seriously. I mean, everybody in the room, I felt like everybody in the room wanted to do the right thing. That Good. was all I cared about, you know? Nice. So last night, I got to tell you what happened. What'd you do? I was having a late night anyway, because, you know, I'm moving and I got a bunch of stuff going on and I've got a few things in the works, a few projects that I'm doing. So it was getting late. I'm driving home and it's late. It's after 11 o'clock. Oh, and wow. I, and I just want to go home and get to bed. That's it's really late for 11. you. Yeah. And you know, you have that feeling where I got to work in the morning and I'm just, I'm going to be groggy. Yeah. It's just going to be one of those days. And you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach, like I just need to get to bed. Yeah. Tomorrow is going to be hell if I don't get to bed. Mm-hmm. And as I'm turning off a Redding Road, I see this this elderly woman in the dark, no coat. It was cold last week, really with a cold. cane, walking up Redding, kind of stumbling. Can't tell if she just you know if she's been drinking or if she's lost. She looked lost. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I just I'm like I gotta go to bed. Uh, but I'm thinking if this is my mother. Right. Wouldn't you want somebody and to stop And if I hear in the news, if God forbid, if this woman walks out in the street, she gets hit. There were no street lights in this stretch of Reading. Mm-hmm. It's right around the construction area near MLK. And I'm mm-hmm. like, damn it. I turn around, <laughs> pull up, roll my window down. Are you lost? What? Are you lost? Where are you going? Mm-hmm. Looking for the bus stop. Or no, she said she was going to Northside. I'm like, Northside? You know how far you are from Northside? You're going to walk to Northside? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm looking for the bus. 
Yeah, I don't know if there's a bus that goes by there to take someone to Northside or oh, not. Maybe there is. I'm like, well, where's your bus? Do you know where the bus stop is? How late does the bus run? Yeah. And I can't understand what she's saying. She's slurring her words. She sounds disoriented. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you know what your address is in Northside? I'm thinking, just hop in the car. I'll drive you there. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have an address. She says, I just need to get to the White Castle on Hamilton Avenue in Northside. Okay. Do you want me to take you there? Mm-hmm. And she just opens the door and climbs in. There you go. Meanwhile, I'm in the middle of the street. I'm in Reading Road. I'm stopped. I got my hazard lights on, and I look in my rearview mirror. There's a cop behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it looks like you're picking up a prostitute. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm picking up a 75-year-old oh, prostitute. God. You're a John. <laughs> I'm into prostitutes with canes. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Did he turn his lights on? He flashed a spotlight at me. Uh-huh. But he, he didn't turn his lights on. Like, he wasn't pulling me over. He wasn't getting it. I think oh. he just wanted me to move. Right. Like, get out of the road. Yeah. So I turned my hazard lights off. I drove, headed toward Northside. He didn't follow me. Oh my God. Meanwhile, Why didn't you bring him into the mix? Why didn't you tell him what you were doing so he could take care of this woman? Because he's, what is he going to do? He's not. She was, she wasn't doing anything wrong. She just wanted to get to the bus and go to Northside. I just didn't she know. she sounded disoriented. She did, but two seconds after she gets into my car, I can smell the liquor. It's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I'm just like, ugh. Oh. You picked up F- a drunk 75-year-old M-L- hooker with a She's got to get her White Castle. She's craving after drinking all night. F-M-L, what am I doing? I'm so mad at myself mm-hmm. at this point. Some like, chicken rings. Yeah. So what do you do? So, so I what drove happened? to Northside. Yeah. Drove to Northside, dropped her off at the White Castle. I said, you sure you want me to drop you off here? You don't have a home to go to? This is where the bus was going to drop me off at the White Castle North. Okay. All righty. Was somebody picking her up? I don't know. I couldn't understand anything she was saying. Oh, my She sounded gosh. disoriented. She was mumbling her words. I couldn't tell if it was a speech impediment or if she was just that, I mean, Hammered. This, oh, the smell was overwhelming. Mm. And so she got out. So anyway, meanwhile, Kristen is trying to call me. Mm-hmm. She was frantic because she was texting me like, you know, hey, I haven't heard from you. I'm going to bed. Everything everything good? You get everything done? She's worried about you getting shot in your neighborhood. I'm not answering. <laughs> so evidently, she's got me on her friend finder on her phone. Uh-huh. And she sees me in freaking Northside at 11 something at night convinced I'm being carjacked. Oh, my God. So she's calling me on the phone, and it started ringing just as this lady is climbing out of the car, but uh-huh. I didn't have a chance to answer it in time. So oh her, she God. started to dial 911 before I called her back oh and said, Oh, my God. Have I got a story for you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if this is such a good idea. So she called 911. <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, okay. She was about wow. to call 911. Oh, okay. Yeah. Day two in his new neighborhood. I know. I know. Look at it. But awesome. When I when I did, when we do road trips... Like, if I'm traveling alone, mm-hmm. I always have her put me on her friend finder, you know, because I don't want to text while I'm driving, but I want her to know that I'm safe or that I'm where I'm supposed to be when I'm traveling alone. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. So, evidently, I've been on her friend finder all this time. 
She knows where you are. <laughs> she knows where I am, yeah. yeah exactly where but, you are. But, you know, I got to say, I think it's really cool that she looked uh-huh. like her spidey sense was tingling and something wasn't right, and I love how proactive <laughs> she was. And then you told her you were picking up 75-year-old hookers. I said I just picked, a, picked up a 75-year-old lady with a cane. Oh, my God. In the middle of Reading Road. <laughs> I know. Wow. And the whole time I'm driving back, I'm like, I could be in bed now. Uh-huh. I don't know. That just was something good. that was good karma, though, Jeff. Something will come back to you for something that. Something about it, just yes. I don't know. Maybe something will happen positive, Jeff. I feel it. I don't need something positive to happen. I just didn't want some. You know, you have that thought where if that's your mother, you hope somebody that's not a crazy person <laughs> or a pervert. Yeah, but then you don't know. She's looking out for someone. She might have only been a block away from home, and her family's out searching for her. Meanwhile, you're dropping her off. Oh my god, I know. Oh, believe me. Don't think I didn't have that thought. (laughs) Did you get her name? Like a first name? (sighs) No. You couldn't understand it. Paint this picture. No. No, I'm sorry. I wish I did. But you're right, though. If something would have happened, and you would have read on the news, seventy-five-year-old woman goes down, you would have been like, "Oh my God, I should have just helped her." That's what I kept thinking. I'm thinking if something happens to this person, it's dark. And I and I just as I'm making my turn, she's walking up to the sign that said "Sidewalk Closed" because of the construction at MLK. I mean, it's right there at that intersection, Mm. and so she's walking around a dangerous through the dirt. It just felt wrong. Mm-hmm. So your mother would have said respect your elders. Your mother would be very proud exactly. of you today. Exactly, she sure would be. My mother still says you should respect your elders. <laughs> See, <laughs> reminds you did me the of right that thing. every time I talk to her. Eight twenty-eight. <laughs> just don't make it a habit of doing this because I would be scared. I know. Even Kristen was like, "Who are you?" Right. <laughs> Like, I know. When, when do you ever get involved with anything? You're so right. I'm like, I know. <laughs> and this is why. But, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Tuesday, April 19th on The CW. It's coming. And there's no cure. This is now a matter of national security. The greatest enemy comes from within. From the co-creator of The Vampire Diaries, Julie Black, and the Emmy Award-winning director of Game of Thrones, comes the riveting outbreak thriller, Containment. What is it? That's part of the problem, Major. It's not currently presenting as anything we can identify. When a mysterious and deadly epidemic breaks out in Atlanta, a massive urban quarantine is quickly enforced. Loved ones will be torn apart, and those on both sides of the fence will be put to the ultimate test of survival. Not just fighting disease, but fear, isolation, and the unknown. Tell us you can't touch him, he's infectious. But is this virus an act of Mother Nature, terrorism, or something far more sinister? The truth will not be contained. I'm afraid I must declare the virus highly contagious and fatal. 100% of its victims. Secrets begin to unravel. Society begins to crumble. But unlikely heroes will rise. Ordinary people will defy the most extraordinary odds. Don't miss the most utterly terrifying, yet highly anticipated new series. Containment, the must-see limited series event, premieres Tuesday, April 19th. Catch it, but be warned, there is no cure. Only on The CW. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.